0: Hello world! Today's guest is Jamie Rogozinski. Jamie's the guy who founded the subreddit Wall Street Bets in 2012, which is a large online community uh, that yields a commanding presence in the world of finance. Jamie says he never expected for Wall Street Bets to become the force that it is now, with hordes of amateur investors divvying up stock prices in a showdown with Wall Street short sellers. Jamie's book is called Wall Street Bets, How Boomers Made the World's Biggest Casino for Millennials. So without further delay, please enjoy this podcast with Jamie Rogozinski. All right, Jamie, thank you for, uh, thank you for doing this and, uh, and sharing your, your story and everything with, uh, with our audience. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Where, where are you located? I'm
1: currently in Mexico City. I've been living here for seven years.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing, yeah. man. Well, what made you want to move there?
1: Uh, it's a wonderful place. I always wanted to come back and live here. I was actually born here. Uh, I lived here until my early teens, and then I spent about 20 years in the U.S. That's where I studied and started my career. And then uh, an opportunity popped up, and and I uh, moved back down here in 2014, and stayed here ever since. I love it. Married uh, from someone that's from here. My kids are born
0: here, and so really I, see where see where life takes me next. I've always heard of, i've I've always heard that Mexico City is one of the most dangerous places in Mexico. <sighs> I mean, every time, per every capita. Every per capita it's there. like it's like being in Chicago you know like
1: Southside Chicago if you know where you're not supposed to be and you know you, you know you know how to take care of yourself it's not a big deal I haven't had a single incident since I moved down here and you know it's like any other big city there's crime uh, you, I, I think there's probably more crime that you know if you go if you go closer to the border states in the US where there's uh, a lot of the, the drug running back and forth you get to see a lot more violence here. Uh, but the type of stuff that you see here is just going to be your, the, the same type of violence you'll see in any other big city. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm not concerned.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of the stories are just sensationalized by especially Americans that just warn you about traveling. Because I, I travel down there all the time, especially to like the Pacific Coast to go on surf trips and stuff. Oh, and, nice. you know, you always hear people talking about, but I've always I've never had a problem just jumping in somebody's car and be like, hey, man, will you take me like two hours down the beach or or whatever? I've never like oh. personally experienced any kind of crazy shit. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyways, so you're the guy who started the Wall Street bets subreddit that like broke Wall Street and the Internet <laughs> just a couple of months ago.
1: Uh, Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that that uh, that would be me. You're responsible for that. No. Well, but, I mean, but, I started it. I didn't yeah. per se. <laughs> so
0: first of all, let me just ask you this. What's up with all of the I mean, all the trolls on YouTube and everywhere else saying like, This guy's a fraud. This guy didn't start Wall Street bets. Do your homework. Fuck this guy. (laughs) What is all that shit about?
1: This episode is
0: brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your
1: selling wherever you sell. I, actually, I, I'm yet to see somebody that says I didn't start Wall Street Bets. That, that's the one attack that I haven't seen. I've seen everything else, though. I mean, my, it, it does surprise me that I haven't um, gotten that one. Look, it's it's uh, it's a, there's a story behind one. There's a great story behind that I was removed as a moderator. So I started it in 2012, and I was uh, in charge of that subreddit until April of last year. And uh, some things went down between me and some other moderators, and uh, and I got removed. Right. Uh, that the particulars to that story are good. And they're also been sold to a movie studio. So I can't get into those details, but I can give you all sorts of insights uh, as far as what went down, right. Based off of some public information that you'd have to kind of scrap together. But the accusation that was leveled against me was that I sold out the subreddit that I was trying to profit from it. Right. Uh, which is, you know, it's, it's a silly argument in and of itself, but, but I did two things that, uh, that triggered these accusations. The first one was, uh, I wrote a book and I started selling it on, on, uh, Amazon and I was promoting it on Facebook and on Twitter, just like you would any other product. And, uh, and obviously I also promoted it on Reddit. I did a AMA on that subreddit and I posted a link on the subreddit. Um, but that's, but, but saying that I wrote a book to sell out the subreddit is a bit of a sell. It's, it's a bit of a, a shallow argument because for starters, I wrote a book, right? If I wanted to, to really just kind of make a quick buck, <laughs> writing a book is not the way to get rich. Um, I'd be selling t-shirts like the current moderators that, that are, uh, doing just that and have their link on the side of the subreddit. Uh, that's the first part. The second of all, you know, the, the book itself wasn't even about the subreddit itself. It was more about the stock market and things. The second thing that I was accused of was to create a scam, uh, competitive day trading competition. So I had this, this vision, uh, last year that since people are starting to treat this thing like a video game, meaning the stock market, uh, and video games as a whole are just a really up and rising, uh, market. And I decided to kind of merge those two ideas together where we'd have, Kind of a competition people would i'd rent out the biggest esports uh stating sorry esports stadium in the us and i was going to have 12 contestants go on there and actually trade real stocks with real money on the stock market for a couple of days and uh give a huge price to whoever won plus whatever he gets to make from from the trading competition unfortunately coronavirus showed up and it shut down the world it shut down the olympics all the sports all the traveling all that so of course my my idea went down. And the idea, and so I was accused of trying to scam people from their money there, right? Like they said that I'm going to take their money for, for entering the contest or whatever. Um, But, but that's a silly argument that doesn't really hold up. It doesn't hold up because I have a lot more to gain by actually doing this. Than I would from making a quick buck, stealing, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars and then going to jail. <laughs> uh, and, and so that argument is, is going to fall apart because, of course, I had the whole thing tied up and now I'm putting it back together again. Coronavirus is under control. Uh, this thing has only grown. The, the attention has only increased. The number of people that are in the stock market is only bigger. And so now I have people in casinos that are competing to try and have this event at their place. And so sooner than later, I'm actually going to pull this thing off. And so both of those arguments are going to kind of fall between the cracks.
0: Oh, that's cool, man. So you're still trying to make that happen. Um, What was I going to say? You sold the rights to the story of the breakup between you and the guys who are currently in control of it to. Can you tell me which studio you sold it to? Yeah, it was
1: Rat Pack. Um that Rat was pack. it's public. Yeah, it's a uh, big studio. They did uh, uh, hundreds of movies that are really big.
0: So did they reach out to you like when this whole thing like sort of blew up on the internet?
1: Yeah, you know, it was actually kind of interesting. Uh, I started getting in, contacted by all sorts of uh, movie people you know producers and writers and directors and and uh, studios and it, this was far outside my my understanding the Hollywood business is completely foreign to me and uh, and so yeah so I started kind of lobbing the calls and everyone was super helpful there was one guy even, uh, want, wanted to try and, and, uh, secure me so bad. He bought a, a flight to Mexico and he was like, Hey, I'm going to be there. My flight lands tomorrow morning. You know, I'm going to take you out for some drinks and we're going to sign this thing. Right. And I was like, dude, you should have asked me cause I'm going to be out of town this week. <laughs> so he came down to Mexico and I don't know what he did. Um, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, no, I, so I ended up talking to a lot of people, a lot of big names that you'll probably recognize that worked on a lot of really prominent movies, a lot of people that ended up uh, signing deals of their own with movie studios and, uh, and kind of hearing out their pitch and learning about how it works. And, and the, 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 the most promising offer was this one from Rat Pack. So I just went ahead and took it.
0: Now, did those guys talk to the other guys on the other side of the, uh, on the guys who are running the Reddit thread now?
1: It is a deep rabbit hole. Uh, there's so many people that are running the Reddit thread now. And in fact, the people that were running the, the Reddit thread then were different than the ones that are running it today. And by then I mean, oh, January really? or February. Yeah. Because there continues to be drama. Some of it related to the original problem and some of it not, but essentially I was at the top and then there was uh, and the way that Reddit works is you create a subreddit, you're the top moderator and you basically have full control. You can add and remove every, moderator below you you have full permissions and as you go adding moderators you can give them permissions and even if you give them full rights so they can do whatever they want they can't remove anyone that's above them as a moderator so if there's ever disagreement, whoever is further up the food chain is is ultimately the one that, that's in command and so the group of people that were left there before there was some more infighting and uh and those guys to my, the best of my understanding they did speak to movie studios Uh, and I don't know if anything happened with that. I think it also had part of, partly to do with the fact that day two ended up getting removed, uh, by now this third group of moderators. So it's, it's kind of the wild
0: west there. So if you were on the top of the food chain, how did you end up getting removed? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by blue blocks for a long time. I've had trouble sleeping through the night and I literally tried everything from supplements, smoking pot, meditating, And at the end of the day, all that stuff was was just a Band-Aid. Blue Blocks actually fixed this problem for me with their super high-tech lenses. Blue light from our phones and computers actually damage our eyes and lead to digital eye strain. You get symptoms like blurred vision, headaches, and the worst of all, you can't fucking sleep. Unlike other blue light glasses, Blue Blocks are backed by science and they're made in an optical laboratory in Australia. Most other blue light blocking companies are mass producing their shit in China with no understanding of how light impacts health. They have over 40 frames that come in prescription, non-prescription, and even readers. I keep mine literally right next to my computer all day, every day. I even use them on some of the podcasts. The podcasts I do late at night, I always use these. You can actually wear these things and not look like a friggin' geek. Do I look cute? Get your energy back, sleep better, and block out all that unhealthy blue light with Blue Blocks. Get 20% off by going to blueblocks.com slash concrete, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash K-O-N-C-R-E-T-E for 20% off, or just use the code concrete at checkout
1: those rights belong to rat pack <laughs> okay. no they i mean it, it they, uh they did a very good job like that there There was it was a complicated situation and uh they effectively managed to overthrow me they got reddit involved and, and reddit decided to to pull the plug and that's how they did it wow and i did it twice they did it again with the other guys too
0: no fucking way that's pretty bonkers, man. It's such a fucking wild story. And you were like everywhere in the media. You're getting interviewed by Cuomo. He's all geeked up on there talking to you, <laughs> like asking you all these crazy questions.
1: Yeah, it's so- cra- crazy about TV is like you can't really see them. Uh, and and so, you know, you try to kind of make a joke or crack whatever you can't. You, you don't get that corporal language. So, so I mean, it's a little joke with Cuomo. Uh, Cause he had just finished roasting uh, Vlad Atenev, the, the CEO of Robin hood for, you know, stopping the, the trades or whatever. And so he was really mean to him. So I was like, Hey, I'm new to this. Can you be nice to me? And it was just radio silence and I couldn't see his facial
0: expression. And he just kind of kept going with his questions. I'm like, I guess not. That shit was so insane. He looked yeah. like a fucking robot. His eyes were like about to bust out of his skull the way he was looking at it. it was insane. Yeah. Um, so when you first created this reddit thread what year was it 2012 2012 and what were you doing then like what sparked you to want to create a subreddit and did you have any idea that it would become as popular as it did
1: no i don't don't think anyone can imagine that it would have grown the way that it did but look i'm in my early 30s at the time i was single no kids no dependents uh, I was working at a, at a bank uh, making very good money. And so I had my typical retirement fund or whatever, but I had uh, extra money la- you know, left over in which I wasn't afraid to lose. And uh, so I decided to start throwing it into the stock market, started learning some more about it, decided to get more aggressive. There's ways to get really, really aggressive with the stocks. And I said, you know, this is, worth, uh, this is worth a shot. If I can take these couple thousand dollars a month that I can throw at this thing and lose it, that's fine. And if I make a ton of money and I become a gazillionaire, then that's even better. So let's give it a shot. And I couldn't find any place that, that online where people were willing to do that. There's, there's conservative uh, forums where they're like, you have to diversify and you have to put your portfolio into a thing with low commissions. Uh, and then you have some real professional day traders that are really technical and it's, it's a profession and they're really good at it. And that's, they're the ones that are looking at like the chart patterns and whatnot. Uh, but they wake up in the morning, they have this routine. They study the stocks, they read the news. I don't know what they do, but that's their nine to five or whatever. Uh, but I was looking for just having fun. Like, I think Netflix is going to go up or I think Facebook's going to beat expectations with their quarterly and and not finding a place like that i just created it and obviously it was a huge demand because it just grew by itself it doubled every year in size
0: yeah now like so you were just like getting into actively trading stocks so you were like putting your money in there and you were trying to were you like what you call day trading where you like buy you're buying and selling shit every single day. Like I don't know fucking shit about stocks. Like I'm like yeah, talk to me like I'm a fifth grader when it
1: Yeah, out. so I think you know it's start, it starts it starts off slow, right? It starts off all right, you see the news and you see oh, Google's going up a lot because they're going to start Creating an Android telephone, that's going to compete with the iPhone and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, all right, cool. I think that's going to make some money. And so you go ahead and you put that money uh, in, into Google and then you just kind of watch it and it doesn't go up as far and you kind of get a little desperate. You're like, come on, this is supposed to be the Android phone. It's supposed to take over the world. Why is the stock not going up like crazy? So then I take the money out after a couple of days and then I'd see the stock just shoot up after I got out of that trade. I'm like, all right, all right, let's take a different look. Had I, bet, had I bought the stock at the right moment, that would have done better. There has to be a better technique. And so it starts by I have a good idea because I like the company and then realizing, well, shit, like they they've Google has been announcing this Android phone for years. Uh, why would it just go up on a random Tuesday when I decided to invest it in it right? Like, well, I guess that makes sense. Just because I found out about it doesn't mean that the stock's going to go up on that particular day. And so that kind of leads me to doing shorter and shorter trades. And so they have something called swing trading. And that's usually something where you buy the stock and you hold it for a couple of days. And then you have day trading, which is you buy the stock and you sell it that same day. And then I discovered stock options, right? S- so stocks go up and down and you can pretty much bet if you think they're going to go up, you buy the stock and if you think it's going to go down you do something called short sell uh, but you get a one-to-one if you have a hundred bucks and the stock goes up five percent you make five bucks uh, stock options all of a sudden cross my table and I'm like oh wait a second these things are leveraged meaning with that same hundred bucks uh, if the stock goes up five percent I can make five hundred percent you know I could make five hundred bucks that sounds pretty attractive. <laughs> uh, and, and, and because they swing so violently, you definitely just want to be in there and out really quickly. So I, I made this little journey, which I'm guessing a lot of people do.
0: Buying stock options, buying like put like, like betting on whether it's going to go up or down. Right. Yep. Now, can you explain that a little bit dumber for me? I, I still don't quite, I mean, I've had a million people try to un- explain these stock options. I've watched all the infographic videos on YouTube all the crash course videos, and it still seems very fucking confusing.
1: Here's the deal I learned something from Robinhood uh, and, and, and their ability to simplify really complicated things. Stock options can be very complicated. There's people that have written their PhDs on how those things work. There's some mathematical equations that are, you know, from diff- Diffie key differential equations with, with very, very sophisticated. Uh, and difficult to understand concepts. And I'm guessing that the stuff that you saw were trying to dumb those concepts down. Uh, Robinhood does something magical, which is like, well, you think the stock's going to go up, you buy calls. <laughs> and then Robinhood's cool because you can answer with like an arrow that points up and it's colored green, right? Or if you think the stock's going to go down, you buy the put calls and, and you answer with the red arrow. Uh, that's, That's pretty much the essence, what the stock options are. If you decide to buy a stock option, you're essentially buying a hundred shares of that stock, right? I'm simplifying this grotesquely, but for all intents and purposes, that's all you really need to know. If you think Facebook's going to go up, you go out there and you buy a call option. And under various scenarios, if Facebook goes up by $1, because you own 100 shares of it or control 100 shares, it can go up by 100 dollars. And this call option, instead of costing the full price of of the the 100 shares, it costs significantly less. Uh, so if I were to guess right now, a, a call option for Facebook is probably 300 bucks, right? So you buy one call, you put 300 dollars in there, and that thing's gonna control about 100 shares, and the price of Facebook is also about $300. So, so you can either buy one share or buy 100 shares for that same 300 bucks. That's all that really people need to know. And that's a lot of how people really use them. They can be so much cooler than that and they are much more complicated, but that's all the, 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 the people that you see making millions of dollars, that's all they're really doing, right?
0: Now, that's the same thing that the, the big hedge funds were doing with GameStop, right? They were buying puts, on they they had like billions of dollars tied up in puts for on GameStop is that how is that accurate
1: yes and no so the people that the 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 funds that lost money were actually short the stock unlike the people that are on Wall Street bets or a lot of these guys that are using Robinhood that are just retail traders and they have a few hundred bucks or a few thousand bucks to throw at it hedge funds have millions or billions of dollars and so they don't need there are some trade-offs when you use stock options it's not all fun and games you can lose a lot of money. And if you have uh, the money to buy the 100 shares, you're better off buying the 100 shares than you are with buying the call. The call only helps you when you're broke, right? And you're really just trying to get rich. Uh, so the hedge funds don't need to use that. Uh, the, the, the ones that made the headlines, they were actually short the stock. So they, they went there and there and they bet that the, the shares would go down. Uh, and so, so those are the guys that you see in the news. But you're not entirely wrong in that there is a third participant that almost nobody talks about, uh, which is the participants in the options market. Uh, there's Every time that you buy a call, somebody has to sell it to you. And every time you buy a put, somebody has to sell that to you too. Most of the time, the people that sell it to you are also hedge funds. And most of the time, those hedge funds that sell you those calls or puts, they don't care if the stock goes up or down. They make money. They, they, they make, let's call it a commission uh, or a fee uh, whenever they sell you that that call option, that pull option. And they have ways of, of not caring if the stock goes up or down, you know, and then they have to pay you off if you ended up making money or whatever, they have ways to stay in what's called de- Delta neutral. And uh, the, the, the mechanics of how that, that, that way of, of staying that de- Delta neutral also helped the entire uh, movement and momentum to push the price of the stock up. So they don't care. The ones that sell you the ball, the calls and the puts, they don't care if the stock goes up or down. The hedge funds, they were straight up short, the stock. They said, I'm going to short this thing. And the reason why they were short the stock is uh, call, stock options have like an expiration date. So if you're not right by a certain date, you lose all your money. So so, so the hedge funds have the luxury of saying, well, I don't know when Hed- uh, GameStop is going to go down, but it's going to go down eventually. So I might as well not put a, an expiration date on it.
0: Do you think the purpose of making all this shit so confusing... <laughs> It's just so they could manipulate it however they fucking want and make all the money they want without getting in trouble.
1: It is, but you know, that's the beauty of it. I think that's the reason why this thing made so much news is because retail traders for their cell phones were able to pull the pants down on the complexity. It can be complicated. If you want me to really explain the nitty gritties of it, like I'll put you to sleep, but, but it's as easy as answering with that red arrow or that green arrow from your Robin hood account. Like that's all that they needed to do to realize, Oh, Okay. All you need to do is take the opposite side of the trade. You think it's going to suck. You think GameStop is going to go out of business because of coronavirus or whatever, because they're outdated. That's fine. I believe that you're wrong. And I'm just going to take the other side of the trade. And behind the scenes, there's all this complex shit that nobody understands but they don't really need to understand. And that's, that's the beauty of this. They prove the fact that you don't need to have your certification, your CFA certification or your master's in finance or whatever. You can just have to answer with the button with the green one or the, or the red one.
0: Right. That's what Robin hood did. Right. They, they added, they made it a little bit more transparent for like the everyday people to be able to play the game. But I'm, I, I'm talking about like originally like the people on wall street They initially wanted it to be super, super complicated by using all these crazy fucking words and terms and and all this stuff just so normal people wouldn't be able to understand it before Robin Hood, before shit like Robin Hood or before the internet even. Be. I mean, I think that kind
1: of that's just uh, I think it's a fact of life. like I'm, I'm currently getting into crypto and that's how I feel about that. There's they have their own lingo. They have their own kind of culture. You don't necessarily feel welcome right away. And, uh, you know, in a previous life, I was a volunteer firefighter. And when I started doing that stuff they had their own culture and their own lingo and their own ways of of trying to fit in everyone likes to have their little club and uh, i think that's just kind of like a fact of life if you have Mm. if you like a sports team for example you know you're gonna wear those colors and you're gonna know particular stats or whatever and and it's 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 kind of a part of belonging to to some community that, that it kind of goes with the flow but as far as the complexity is concerned it really isn't
0: so you're just now starting to get into crypto recently
1: yeah Yeah, uh, yeah, I've been following crypto forever. Bitcoin started around the same time Wall Street bets did. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool concept. You know, academics uh, idea behind this, like you're going to make a currency, this medium of exchange of goods and services. Uh, It has all the properties of money. You know, the Bitcoin, it's going to have, what do you call it? It's going to have a a cap. It's going to have scarcity, which is one of the components of of money. It's difficult to destroy. That's another component of money. So yeah, why not? And I followed it along and I didn't really get into it because there was a lot of uh, execution and efficiencies behind there. If you wanted to do it to get into Bitcoin back then, you really had to devote some time into it. Then as it became easier, if I wanted to get into Bitcoin, then it was still... Uh, the, the execution was still not to my liking as far as how long it takes to settle these things with the spreads between the bid and the ask. And there was you know the fees between them. Uh, but the, the market matured a lot and it has exploded to the point where it's undeniable. You have crypto spilling into Wall Street and you have Wall Street spilling into crypto. And and it's inevitable that those two things are going to end up getting married. You have Bitcoin futures on the Chicago Board of Exchange. Uh, you have Coinbase going public, which is symbolic, but it's still still further evidence that it's a legitimate uh, universe. And then you have stocks that you can now start buying through crypto. They call them synthetic stocks. You want to buy Tesla, for example. Uh, It's difficult or inaccessible to a lot of the people around the world, but now they can just buy a token and then somebody else behind the scenes goes and buys the share. And then those two prices basically match what, what you would. So those, those universes are are marrying and I'm super excited about the possibilities.
0: Do you think the government's ever going to try to regulate crypto?
1: Yeah, they do already. You know, every time, like, so I create a wallet. It's like, all right, you want a wallet? Sure. Here's your address. Be, be happy being anonymous. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Now I want to buy something with this, right? Or it's something like being here in Mexico. I'm like, okay, this one allows me to th- take my Bitcoin and put it into uh, pesos into my bank account, so I download this app and says, "All right, good, congratulations, you have this thing. We'll deposit in your account. Um, you can do 200 bucks a month, 200 dollars a month from your from your uh, broker to your bank." And I'm like, "Well, that's not very much money." So there's a button that says, "Okay, you want to put more money? Tell us more about yourself. Put a picture of your ID. You want more money?" Sure. Tell us like the sources of income. Sure. You want more money? Tell us your social security number, the equivalent here. So the more and more that I want to participate with this, the more and more the government gets involved with it. So I think, and that's the same in the U S like the, the closer you get that internet money to a brick and mortar bank, the more the government uh, gets involved. And so I think that they're, they've done a decent job with it. And I think they'll continue doing it because there's a lot of uh, innovation taking place and it takes place really rapidly. And so most likely the government's going to want to, to regulate it. and with good reasons. I, I don't think regulation is always a bad thing necessarily.
0: What do you think though, about like the government's ability to print money and inject it into the economy and the FDA with all the inflation and deflation and, and all of that stuff. Like, how do you think the future of crypto is going to affect the financial world as we know it in that aspect?
1: It's good. I think it's going to live side by side. It's never going to take it over. It's the, the language. When Bitcoin started, this was fresh right out, uh, right right out of the uh, financial crisis with the Occupy Wall Street movement. So a lot of language was like, "Oh, screw the Fed and they're printing money and inflation and the manipulation or whatever. We're going to take them down, make them obsolete." Um, you know, it's it's cute, but it's not going to happen ever. It's it's uh, there, there's just too much on the other side and too much power on the other side. But they can live side by side and they can complement each other very well. I think crypto can push. Uh, mainstream banking into being more competitive. Just, just like Robinhood forced normal brokers to be free and also more competitive, Bitcoin is going to make it so that if you want to transfer funds internationally, it's much faster, easier, and cheaper uh, than what the banks offer. If you want to settle, if I want to check in at cash right now, if I want to uh, clear a check, it takes three days for the bank to settle it. And then people say, well, but if you have good credit, the bank will lend you money. It's like, I don't want to borrow money. I want this check. To have the funds from that account now, and and so uh, the more people go towards crypto to get around these inefficiencies, the more banks are, banks are going to have to get their act together. With regards to the macroeconomics of this, like the, the Fed printing money, the Fed I, I'm not too worried about that. Not nearly as worried as as other naysayers out there. The, the The U.S. government is in a unique position right now to be able to print whatever they want without having to worry about anything because the, the U.S. dollar is a de facto currency around the world. With regards to uh, you know the, the Fed printing money, I, I'm not worried about it because the U.S. has an advantage that they can print as much money as they want to with very little consequence, as long as they're the de facto currency. The day that changes, that's when the game stops, the music stops, and, and you can no longer do that. But for the time being, uh, and, and for... Is for as long for recent history that they've been able to pull it off and they do it because they can and it stimulates the economy and i, I buy both sides of the equation i'm not too married to one side or the other
0: yeah but don't you think, i mean you, i keep seeing these whatever they are headlines or memes what i don't know how accurate they are of uh, people claiming that and i could be fucking these numbers up but it was like something to the effect of like 90% of the money printed in the United States was printed in the last year or something. It's probably not 90, but it's like 50%. Yeah.
1: Have you I, seen that? Have you I've seen-, seen charts of that. It's, it's insane. It's crazy. But like what we've seen this year, this is a, a black swan year. It's not a typical year that you get to see what we saw, what we lived this past year is unprecedented on every possible scale imaginable you know the fact that you shut down a world economy you literally stopped physical movement between countries is is an experiment that had never been done before and it, took, it was a drastic measure taken by the world and uh and the u.s government had the luxury and they decided it was in everyone's best interest to just print their problems away I would argue, you know, I, I get to see this from Mexico where I saw the exact opposite. Instead of increasing spending, uh, they decided to take the austerity route, tighten things up, close down the, the spending and, and things of that nature. And it worked horribly. It's, it's seeing the two approaches towards dealing with this massive problem. I definitely think it was the, the lesser of the two evils to do what the U.S. did than, than the
0: opposite. What was it like living in Mexico during all of this?
1: (laughs) Well, the same as it was everywhere else. You're at home. (laughs) You don't leave. (laughs) You get to read the news. Um, I have three-year-old kids, and that was a super challenge, especially if I'm trying to get anything done. I'm like, all right, I'll just work from home. Yeah, right. You don't work from home with kids in the house. That's, That's the biggest myth ever. I think school closings is probably the most disruptive thing to an economy than anything else. Uh, but, you know, it's, it, it's it's what it is. The 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 country closed everything down. They're slowly opening things back up. They have the measures that, you know, check, check your temperature before you go into places and you wear your little mask and, and whatever. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. But it, it did knock out a lot of businesses. So they, they, there's a uh, there's a part of town that is just like a really nice part of town, a lot of nice restaurants, a lot of nice stores Uh, It's a great place to just kind of spend the, you know, a Saturday or a Sunday, just kind of walking around and you you, go back there. And a lot of the stores are closed permanently. And these are big name brand stores or big chain restaurants. And so it is, it is more palpable what the, the destruction to the economy was like, but for the most part, I'm guessing it's the same as anywhere else in the
0: world. Yeah. Well, the craziest thing that really pissed people off here, I'm in Florida is, is that like a lot of the mom and pop stores got shut down. Like a lot of the quote unquote essential businesses like restaurants and cafes or 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 little clothing stores got shut down but burger king and mcdonald's are all open and walmart's are all open and stuff like that was it like that that all there are there any kind of like big chains places that i, I have no fucking clue what it, I, it,
1: it, can, it it is sad because that's the problem the the people that had the money to withstand uh, a closure, like they're the only ones to survive. Mom and pops, they, 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 they required that constant activity in order to make, to make ends meet. And it's the, the big chains that have the money left over that can afford to survive. And so that is kind of a, a sad thing worldwide. Um, so some of the big chains that did close down here is because like this part of town is super expensive. And so unless you're open for business, it's just does not, Payoff like it's too expensive to pay the rent there but you had you had uh private businesses kind of step up to the plate because the government here was being so austere uh american express for example started on their own a a program to kind of stimulate the mom and pops and so they gave a list of merchants that you could go to and they would give you you know five ten bucks for free you know a, a small but uh symbolic purchase that, but also encourage people to go to these stores. And that was, and, and that, that contribution was on their dime. They said, look, we're going to help the small ones. If you go to this bread store, or if you go to that taco shop or whatever, we'll front you five bucks and that's on us. And so the stores kind of appreciated that. Obviously the consumers appreciated that. Uh, and, and that's kind of the beauty of free markets is the, even, even the private industries want everyone to survive.
0: That's really cool. I think, I think American express does that, did that here to an extent as well. Oh, cool. Um, so when it comes back to crypto, when it comes to crypto, like I don't need to necessarily understand how everything works, what everything's called. I don't need to understand how electricity works to be able to flip the switch in the light bulb. So like, what are you doing on, in crypto? Like, what are you buying in crypto? And like, what is your strategy? Are you doing like long-term? Are you buying and selling every day? Like, what are you doing?
1: No, and I definitely know what you're talking about with not wanting to know how everything works because it is, it is you get sucked into that world and it's like, I really don't care to know half those terms mean. I literally just want to get involved and that's it. What I'm doing with crypto right now is I'm actually trying to bridge the two worlds together. It took me two full days to buy this one particular type of coin and I'm not a dumb individual. I can work my way around technology with with ease. I understand the concepts very well. Clearly, I understand market and trading and things like that. And it still wasn't prohibitively difficult for me involved. And I've learned about all the possibilities. And so I'm like, why in the world is this thing so hard? And why in the world are all these possibilities and all these cool things you can do with them, not mainstream? And I think that the answer, th- th- those things answer each other. And so the thing that I'm working with right now, I'm not necessarily investing in one particular coin or the other. Um, I'm, I'm in the process of creating a, uh, I don't know if you know what an ETF is, but it's, it's like a bo- basket of stocks. And so if you take, for example, the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ, it's the number they show every day on CNBC, Uh, that number is basically taking 500 different stocks and adding it all together with a special formula. And that's how they say, Oh, the stock market's up and it's it's bad or it's down and it's diversified. So it's got a little tech, it's got a little bit of healthcare, it's got a little bit of everything. And so if you want it to be an investor that you really don't kid to learn anything, you say, I want to buy the S and P 500 because it has 500 different companies and they're all over the place. And I don't have to ever think about this again. And so you can do that. You go and you buy a share. It's, Called Spy, this is the ticker symbol for it, and that share basically behind the scenes they go out and they buy everything for you, and it makes everything really easy. What I'm creating right now are these same products for real stocks in the crypto world. Uh, so this means if you want to buy. Or if, and, and I'm putting a community aspect of it. if you want to buy some gold because you think gold's going to go up, you're worried about inflation, you like Tesla because you like the cars or you like Elon Musk, you like Samsung, right? Because if you have the phone, uh, but they're in Korea, mind you, they're not, they don't trade in the US uh, and you want some Bitcoin because people are talking about it. That also doesn't trade on the stock exchange uh, and you want to buy Whatever, some other cre- real estate, right? If you want to do all those things, it's like, how do I even start? I don't feel like learning these things. We're creating this coin, this this type of coin, this token that goes out and buys all that stuff for you, and so you just buy this thing once, and if you're right about your uh, about what you want it to do, then you make money or lose money or whatever, uh, and it's it's kind of got got a Wall Street bets kind of feel to it, and it's called the Wall Street Bets DAP. Um, uh, and, and so it involves all the coins. So I know that's probably not the answer you were looking for. But through the community, I'm going to let them tell me what to invest in. And if the community says we want to Ethereum and Bitcoin and whatever Dogecoin and uh, I, I, mean, I can't even name half the coins in there and we want to buy Apple, then they can do that package it together into this little stock that i can buy and then i'll just buy that stock and that's how i'll get involved and they'll make it easy to do that so that i don't have to learn about all these crypto wallet things that i have to put into my safe and blah 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 you know i can do that if i want but i want to be able to just click three times and just like with Robinhood, just click the up arrow and then call it a day
0: so this is like an etf for everything for stocks for gold for crypto
1: and it's using look because it's, it's undeniable that the crypto technology kicks ass. Like it's cool, right? Uh, and and they've proven that it's cool because it's survived for so long. They haven't been able to break it yet, and it's and it's decentralized. So you know, that just means that they can't turn it off. The government gets mad. They can't just ask Amazon to shut off the servers for it. Uh, so it's resilient, right? So it lives everywhere. It lives in this ominous cloud. And it's decentralized so that it's in the hands literally of the community. And, and then, but you put all the mechanisms in place and that's exactly what you get. You get an ETF that the community decides on how, and they can have 10 ETFs. They can have like the YOLO, I'm going to go crazy all or nothing bet. You can have the Warren Buffett ETF, which is like the boring, whatever, slow and steady dividend collecting, whatever. And then you can put everything into this ETF, absolutely everything. And you use the blockchain technology to make it secure, just like everyone loves it. And behind the scenes... We're buying up all these underlying things. So it's actually it's it's called collateralized. That means that this little thing that that you own represents something else. Just like when a lot of people own gold, but they don't physically have the bullions in their basement. They have little certificates that says, well, this is redeemable for one bar of gold. Well, these little certificates are redeemable for a little gold, a little stock, a little bit of crypto, a little bit of everything else.
0: So how do people know that this is like, all this stuff is legit or these tokens that they're buying that this ETF you're talking about, like, how do you know that this shit is actually redeemable and, and what makes it legit?
1: One of the things I most like about crypto is how paranoid they are. Well, it's, it's annoying sometimes, right? <laughs> but, but, but it makes me comforted because so many people are paranoid and it's all audited and it's all auditable and it's all open source and it's all uber transparent it's even more transparent. Like I, I don't know why I keep bringing up Robin hood, but when you buy the stocks on Robin hood, all these things happen behind the scene, it goes to the payment forward flow company. And that goes to the exchange and that goes to the clearing house and they have to put up the, the settlement dates and the collateral. Like All these things happen after you click your little arrow, right. Uh, that, that, that are complicated in the crypto world. It's all out there on the internet. You can see exactly where your coin is and then how that money, and you can trace the path all the way to the exchange and see that what, what, uh, uh, what you said is actually real. So it's a combination between trying to reach the, the layman's like myself say, Hey, just trust me. This is actually what happens, right? Cause some people just don't have time. Uh, but then, then you have the technical side of people. They're like, no, 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 I don't trust you. i want to see it for myself. Well, it's all out there. Go read it. And if you understand how to do programming stuff, you'll, you'll, you'll see for yourself.
0: So is this available right now? Or is this something that you're, that you're developing?
1: we launched so it's it's a it's kind of two stages the first thing that we do is we launch these tokens and so people buy these tokens and that that happened last week they can find it on wsbdap.com uh and that's all the instructions once you buy the tokens right you're technically like a shareholder in this wall street bets organization or fund or whatever uh and then we start creating these ETPs. And, and this summer, we're going to start launching the first uh, rounds of these ETPs. The community is going to come together. They're going to basically upvote just the way they're going to harness the power of the community to say, OK, guys, what do you think if we put, uh, put it all into Bitcoin and that's it? We're not going to put anything else or if we're going to do some really sophisticated thing. And this is why I think I'm right. Then everyone kind of votes and you vote with your shares, with these tokens that you're purchasing. So if I have 100 tokens, I have 100 votes. Uh, and then, and then everyone collectively does it. The, the, the interesting thing about that is there's studies that have come out that have analyzed the subreddit Wall Street Bets for their stock picks, and they've, I mean, but this is like a graduate level study with math and graphs and all these things, fifty pages long, and they concluded that Wall Street Bets is better at picking stocks than the general stock market. That they they actually beat the market. They're an, they're an effective hedge fund or a heck, uh, effective investment uh, uh, bank. And that's promising, and that makes sense because people collectively tend to be really smart. You have some dumb people that just follow. You have some really smart people with really good ideas. Those ideas get more visibility. And so, if we take a, a big community and all these guys that are buying these tokens, they all create these. And you can create one ETF. That's like I said earlier, the YOLO. You can create the just crypto. You can create the whatever. Uh, and then people, whether or not they're involved with with this with this organization with this fund anyone can buy it so if you say look i don't want to get into crypto i don't really care to buy your wsb token you could just wait for these products to come out this summer and you can see hey there's three of them there's the high risk low risk and medium risk you're like i just want the middle risk right and so you can just buy that directly and not not have to worry about it
0: that's pretty fucking incredible man yeah did you so you started this are you just like advising them or how involved are you in this
1: I, I I came out as an advisor because I don't know anything about. I didn't even know this was possible, right? So the I've been people people have been reaching out to me for years, wanting to, to do crypto stuff and also wanting to do ETF stuff on the on the stock Let's so let's make a watch for bet ETF. Uh, and I've said no to all of them, and it's because they're uninteresting and I don't really care very much for for what they're going to contribute back to society. This one came across and at first I said, no, I straight up said no to them. I'm like, I don't do crypto stuff. They're like, no, no, no hear me out. This, this is not your typical crypto. And then I got really freaking excited because you're right. This is not your typical crypto. We don't even care about the price of the coin per se. A lot of people buy Dogecoin because they want it to go up. They want to make a lot of money. Uh, to be frank, to me, I don't care as much what the price of the coin is as much as how many people are getting involved because I want a lot of people to vote on these ETFs. To, to, to revolutionize it. Like I said earlier, these worlds are merging, Wall Street and crypto are merging. There's, the potential is massive. It's huge. I mean, think about the fact that I cannot buy Samsung right now because I can't uh, because I'm in Mexico or the US and, and people in India can't buy Tesla for the same reason. Like it, you can just, And I can't buy, a, or if I was a crypto guy, I can't buy a mortgage-backed security, right? But now you can with one click of a single button making it so easy uh, to marry those two worlds where they're already going anyway. So so they brought me on basically as kind of a bridge. They're all crypto people. I'm only Wall Street. They're like, you're the perfect dude. You know just enough about crypto, right? You're not going to get sucked into this world so that you can understand how these hash functions work. You can just continue to speak the language that you speak uh, and you can help help attract crypto people towards buying stocks, right? Or mixing them. And you can, buy, you can get normal stock equities or whatever people... To get into crypto as well
0: wow this is definitely the first time this has ever been done right yeah to, to it the best of like this
1: there, there's nothing that's ever been done like this the proof of concept is there like i said the they, the there's an exchange that allows you to buy just a share of tesla so they did it with tesla mm. so it's done right once you prove that you can do that then it's doable uh you there are challenges that need to be overcome you can't get right into these mortgage-backed securities it takes you know, there's a a set of steps that we need to get to before we get there. But right off the starting gate, we can start with crypto and we can start with a lot of these stocks. And very shortly after that, because ETFs are part of stocks through ETFs, you can get all sorts of other stuff. And then uh, as, as those challenges get ironed out, but nobody's done it collectively like this with the vision of marrying crypto with Wall Street. Uh, with the with the further vision of democrat uh, democratizing uh, finance for
0: just about anywhere
1: anyone anywhere
0: is there a subreddit for this for this thing i
1: think there is like i haven't been on like i i got butt hurt after i got kicked out i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) (laughs) so you uninstalled
0: your reddit app
1: I I yeah I uninstalled my Reddit app. Um, I I'll occasionally go on Wall Street Bets, but mainly because people direct me to a particular post. Uh, I do kind of like to have an idea of what's taking place. It was inevitable, uh, unavoidable, when the GameStop was taking place. Obviously, Um, so so I don't know. I I'm ninety nine percent sure there is a a subreddit for it, and it's probably going to be WSB DAP is my guess. Um, I know that's their Twitter account, so I'm guessing that they linked to it there.
0: Now, there was no issue with you using WSB. Like, they didn't they didn't trademark that and be like, you can't use Wall Street Bets anymore, Jamie.
1: No, I own the trademark, too. I, I create, oh, like, you do? It, it's mine. The whole thing is mine. People that are saying that I'm taking the name Wall Street Bets for personal games can go fuck themselves because it's mine. Like, I created the name. I did all these things with it. Like, there's no other person that should be allowed to. Now, I'll... Uh, 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 I'll be open about also saying, like, I don't mind if other people use that stuff too. I've noticed that there's Wall Street Silver, and there's the Hatoshi Street Bets, and there's like a Wall Street Bets on Instagram, and on Tik. Like, let everybody be Wall Street Bets. As far as I'm concerned, it's an idea. I don't own it. Like, they get mad because they say I'm out there speaking on behalf of that subreddit community. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody. Like, Wall Street Bets is bigger than me, and it's bigger than anybody. It's, just like, it's an idea, so let everybody use it. But I do own the trademark, so they can't really stop me from doing it.
0: That's that's beautiful, man
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's pretty great. I love that um so my basic understanding, and maybe you can kind of like uh educate me a little bit better on on the stock part of this, but my under- my only understanding of the stock market is I read a book by I read a Tony Robbins book a couple years ago, and it basically said you don't want to understand if you don't have the time or patience to understand everything about stocks just buy the s&p 500 and invest x amount of dollars in it every single month the rest of your life and you'll be a millionaire by the time you're 50 or 60 or 70 or whatever it may be so that's all i do when it comes to the stock market i just buy what one share a month on the s&p 500 am i am i an idiot or am i no doing something
1: no not at all you're doing it perfect and that's exactly what i was saying earlier like if you don't have the time or interest or whatever then that's that's the exact example that I use because it's such a good example and it's and it's a very good approach. With the stock market, you can do there's a spectrum, you can do crazy YOLO gambling where you do all or nothing bets, and you can quite literally take a thousand dollars and turn it into a hundred thousand dollars in one day or in two days, and it happens more frequently than than you'd imagine. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have this diversified slow dividend uh, uh, collecting uh, low fee ETF or or, or or investment that pretty much just keeps up with inflation, right? Like, cause inflation is not a thing that we're going to get rid of either. And so if you put your money in stocks and the dollar, you know, the, the, the value of the dollar goes down, then, then you don't lose your, whatever savings that you have, because, your dollar amount goes up on par. Those are the two extremes. Those those two exist. And the, the idea is, where do you want to be on the spectrum? I personally also do that. I have my, that's where my retirement is. And I throw my money into the stocks uh, on a very regular basis. And the stocks go down and I keep buying it. And the stocks go back up and I keep buying it. And that's it. you know, that's that's how I'm going to retire.
0: Uh, on but the s and like, 500?
1: I, I like to do both. I do the S&P 500 and I throw a little bit in there in tech. Because if you see... Okay. Uh, if you see what like, I saw a great tweet by someone that said, what was it, 20 years ago, the top companies in the SP 500s, uh, sorry, sorry, the, 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 oh, this was by Berkshire Hathaway. In fact, this was from Warren Buffett's company. Uh, it wasn't the, in the SP 500, at least I don't think anymore. It was just like the, the biggest companies in the world. And there's a list of 20. And you can see like the Bank of Japan, the Bank of this, the Bank of that, this bank, the Sakimura, whatever. And at the top 20 companies were almost all banks. And now the biggest companies in the world is Facebook, Apple, Google, Tesla, you know, it's all tech companies. And so there is a kind of a shift that's going towards tech and those, and, and, and the fact that you had banks previously take that top spot is mainly because they control a lot of money. Money makes a lot of money. So it makes sense that money, uh, right. the ones that with a lot of money are at the top, but now tech is getting into, into the banking industry. You can, you know, they have this whole FinTech industry where, you can now get credit cards to pretty much all these tech companies and they're starting to do crypto stuff. And so I lean a little heavier towards the tech. So I, so I, I have both the NASDAQ and the SMP.
0: Isn't Facebook getting its ass kicked right now by Google. There's like a big war between Facebook and Google right now. And, and are you, do you stay up to date with any of that stuff?
1: Of course. Yeah. No, no, I'm very up to date with everything, but it's like these questions are, can be shallow or, or very deeply philosophical. They don't, they don't do the same stuff like Facebook, uh, is a social network at heart, right? They collect information, they put out ads, and they're very effective with doing that. That's kind of their business model. Uh, they have a huge audience and Google has, Google's in a little bit of everything. For starters, they have the search engine. So it's kind of like the port- portal to the internet. That's probably their bread and butter. But then they're at everything else. They're in, in uh, artificial intelligence. They have phones, they have hardware, like uh, they're doing cars, they're doing You name it; they're they're getting into it. So they're they don't directly compete with each other. The the, Google tried several times to get into the social uh, network, and they failed miserably every time, trying to take on Facebook. So they just gave that up, and they're no longer going to try doing that anymore. So I don't know that they can. They'll overlap sometimes, but they're different.
0: I'm I'm sorry. I was just reading an article in the New York Times. I think it was about uh, Apple versus Facebook. Ah, yes. Where Facebook didn't want Apple going to put some sort of technology update in their phones where they can opt out of um they can opt out of facebook tracking them from app to app and facebook's pissed off because they want to be able to do that because they say that's how they can most effectively market to people is that they can follow them from app to app
1: yeah it's pretty crazy because like you're kind of at the mercy these 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 uh, i guess let's call it let's call facebook an app for now you know facebook is at the mercy of apple we saw what was it with Fortnite? it's a video game that was really popular and they got in a scuffle with apple because of money and apple decided to take them off of their the play store you can't use Fortnite on your phone anymore uh they have the ultimate say they're like sorry just our terms of service we decided we're the gatekeeper so sorry about your luck you know and so the companies have to kind of play this game where they're like all right fine we'll comply with your service because we have to you know apple has half the market out there and you can't try to piss them off uh, but yeah, they're they're going at each other. So Apple's making all sorts of things to try and create privacy uh, conscious. You know, they're, they're trying to protect privacy. That's kind of, kind of their latest uh, uh, direction. They're taking things in. And, and Facebook's model relies on not, no privacy. So they are kind of crashing a little bit in that regards. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how it plays out. F- Facebook, even though it's the mercy of Apple, is still extremely powerful because uh, people are just as married to Facebook as they are to their iPhone. So I, I'm guessing that they're all using that as a bargaining chip they're like fine don't put facebook on your phone see how many people drop iphone and then people with the iphone say well, fine i'm not gonna put facebook on my phone and see how many people drop facebook so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens probably somewhere in the middle they'll negotiate some middle middle route maybe some more little agreements you have to check yes i agree i don't know they'll they'll, they'll solve it i don't i don't think it's going to be a big issue
0: but new i mean news like this i mean must affect the stocks of each of those companies I mean, personally, my outsider perspective is that like I can't see I can't see the future of Facebook being that bright because I don't I don't personally don't know many people that use Facebook that are under the age of 50. And it just seems like Facebook is just this crazy message board of outrage and, and old old people fighting about politics.
1: Yeah. I, you know, and I agree with you. I haven't I haven't been on Facebook Effectively, for about a decade, you know, I got on there shortly after I got married several years ago to put pictures of my wedding so that my friends could see what they looked like. And and I logged in, put the pictures, locked back out. I haven't been back in there since, so I, I feel you with that one. Um, I think that any the nature of social networks as a whole is whatever's in style. Snapchat was real big for a while, I haven't heard a lot of buzz on that anymore. It seems to be TikTok's the big one nowadays. Uh, you know, there was one that was, what was the one that was also videos, the short videos, Vine, Vine lasted for a little while. That was super cool, you know, but that came and went really quickly. So it's the nature of the beast. So whoever's in charge of the social network, Twitter, obviously Instagram. Um, they'll be changing it's, and I agree with you, but the Facebook does have an advantage, which is they have a lot of users and a lot of active users just because you or I don't use it or know people that do use it. Sorry. We do know people that use it. There are mom and dads, right? Like there are uncles. Um, but just because we don't interact doesn't mean that there's a lot of uh, potential there. The fact is that Facebook has so much information. The, the mere fact that you downloaded the app on your phone and you have it, and it's tracking you like Facebook knows things. And with that knowledge, they can do stuff with it and turn that into money magically. Uh, they, they do still have a, a ton of power with the ability to target advertising with the ability to target demographics. Um, Google has that same ability. I think that Facebook does need to innovate and, and, and uh, although their big bread and butter is, uh their original platform that's probably why they buy up you know instagram and i think they bought snapchat at some point you know like they they that's their effort to try and stay on top just buy whichever one is popular at the time we'll see what happens but i agree i don't i don't know that they have a promising future but their present is very promising
0: Hmm. random question do you how often do you travel in and out of mexico
1: Freak. Well, during the pandemic, not at all, but now um, frequently I was there a couple of weeks ago. I'll be there this weekend uh, in the US I mean, and so go, I go there frequently.
0: Do you have to deal with like getting a test? Do you have to get like the COVID test on your way in and out of the country? I'm going to, I'm going to Central America next month. And I'm just now realizing that I have to like jump through all these loopholes of getting like tests. And if you test negative or you test positive, you got to like quarantine in the country for 10 more days. Oh, geez.
1: Well, no, I mean, you should know whether you're going to be quarantined before you like get your test before and then, you know, but yeah, that test is the devil, man. That test is no fun.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah, I got it. It sucks. But like, apparently, though, before you come back, before you return to the States, you have to get another test in whatever country you're in, like three days before you travel.
1: That's correct. I'm getting my test on Wednesday.
0: Are you? Unless you're vaccinated, you can you can bypass the whole thing, I think. Is that so? I didn't know that. Yeah, um, that's what I read, that if you have the vaccine, you don't have to go through all the testing stuff. Which, oh, that's good to know. Which is crazy.
1: That's good to know. Yeah. So, no, it, it, is, it is kind of a deal. Every country has their own kind of thing. And until yeah. this thing goes away, and it's probably going to go away really slowly, we're going to have to deal with just random stuff like this. Hopefully, we'll be able to move back to some new normal and, and uh, enjoy the world as we previously knew it.
0: Are people getting vaccines in Mexico? They, they are they're getting the thing with
1: Mexico I, I I'm getting my part of the reason why I went to the US is to get my second dose of the vaccine.
0: Oh really uh,
1: I could get mine uh, in Mexico but you're like playing Russian roulette like you literally you don't know what you're gonna get. They have they say they have the Pfizer and the Johnson. I don't know if the Johnson but the Pfizer moderna uh, but but they're also doing the Russians But Nico they're doing the Chi- there's one Chinese vaccine called literally it's called cansino. Right. So like casino with an S and with an N in there somewhere. And, and and they're and they brag about the fact that it's got fifty-fifty chance of actually doing something. And I'm like, that's the most act, like aptly named vaccine I could have ever imagined. So you'll end up with just some random stuff. And and so I I like the the good old uh, American And even if you do get the Pfizer, they have to keep it cold. And I don't know if they do that properly. So who knows?
0: Um, what do you like the- go to like in the back of a taqueria and you just like shoot you up with your <laughs> Pfizer vaccine?
1: <laughs> there are reports of people saying, "We'll vaccinate you here. You know, these <laughs> little cardboard signs, people go there like I got vaccinated. I'm good to go now. And, and uh, you know, like at the end of the day, even if these uh, vaccines are only half effective, you know, if the Chinese one, whatever, then that's still better than what they had before. You know, if you take a population and you make half of them more protected than before, then then we're better off. So I I I wouldn't say it's a bad thing necessarily, but because I have the luxury of being able to just travel to the U.S. without um, needing to worry about visas or uh the money or whatever then then that's the way to do it in fact i'm going to florida to do this because in florida they make it really easy for you even though i do have a residence in florida and i can do all the proving stuff like they just asked you for your idea they asked me for my id and that's it so are you in miami Real comfortable
0: yeah okay and you're just you're staying in miami the whole time yep okay i was gonna say if you're fucking coming to florida i would have scheduled you to come in this place in person and do this
1: uh, where, where is this place? No,
0: I'm on the, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the West coast in Tampa. Tampa so I'm, okay. I'm like a, I'm like a five hour drive from Miami. So ah, know, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't even going to get the vaccine until I found out all this bullshit about travel. Yeah. And so now I, I actually have like a reason to get it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have so many, I, I just talked to so many people that are like conspiracy theorists and they're just like chirping in my ear about about all the crazy shit about the vaccine and how it's going to depop. You know, it's all about depopulate, you know, killing off the old people and making the young people infertile. And it's just they like, had, Oh my God, how do I they, follow all this?
1: They they had a conspiracy here in Mexico at the beginning where they said, where, where coronavirus was just starting. And they were saying, don't pay attention to what the doctors are saying and don't go to see a doctor if you get sick, because the doctor's, they want you to go to the hospital so that they can effectively kill you. And then they can take, I guess there's some kind of like a liquid in your kneecap that they can sell for thousands of dollars. And so so th- this conspiracy, and it caught a lot of traction where they're saying the doctors made up this thing so that you go see them so they can kill you so they can take these things out. It sounds so ridiculous, right? But But it's dangerous because people took it to heart. And you had an issue early on where the doctors, unlike the U S where doctors and nurses were the heroes uh, of this pandemic. They were running around trying to save people's lives in Mexico. They were the devils. And so you had, if you wanted to travel when the quarantine was really strict and you couldn't go on the streets, whatever doctors needed to have a special permission, say, I'm going to go do my doctor thing. So I should be allowed to drive my car or whatever. Um, and uh, they told doctors to take that permission off of the windshield and wait till the cop stops you before you show it to them, because if you if people see that they would lynch you, they would throw rocks at you and stuff. So it's it's dangerous. Misinformation is really dangerous to a really crazy extent. So when I see this thing about the vaccines, it's like, dude, whatever. Like the the, the, the even even with the thing that the Johnson, they said, oh, it's giving people strokes or it's clogging clotting their blood. Seven people out of I don't know how many millions of millions of people got this thing. It's like, all right, I'll still take my chances with it, right? Like, it's so much more. Even if it's just to avoid having the stupid nasal swab, I'll do it, right? But the fact, the fact that you have these vaccines that that, that pretend to do something that's good, I get vaccinated for all sorts of stuff. More. Why not just put it, put the shot in my arm, and, and hope for the best?
0: Yeah, every baby that's born is stuck with like ten needles, like immediately after it's born, with all those vaccines and shots and whatever, polio and all that stuff. Yeah, but I, I mean. That, Some people are so passionate about like the world is is collaborating in some effort to do something. And
1: those people, those people give so much, so much credit to to governments, like governments suck at doing things. You ever go to the NBA to try and renew your license? Like you think those guys are going to orchestrate some Badass conspiracy with vaccines they'll keep things hush hush and they'll get it you know whatever it is like the, the you know governments are powerful and they're effective don't get me wrong but they're bureaucratic nightmares and they're not able and the people that go work in government is just like you and me you don't switch into an alternate universe where like ha 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 put on your cloak of being right. evil and now you're just a bad guy all of a sudden it's like no no no. it's the same dudes they're going in and out right they, they, in fact uh, I would argue that the people that work in government they're the most vocal against the government so hey it's crazy but people don't have anything better to do and uh you know and, and they have their fears or whatever it is but even if the even if most people get the vaccine then i'm cool with people not get the other people not getting their vaccine as long as they keep their mouth shut right if, if you don't like the vaccine don't get it but just stop preaching to other people because you're going to get the benefit for free without having to get the shot of everyone else having it for you because if the virus is gone then you can't get it anyways
0: yeah, I mean, what makes you think of the whole entire world could orchestrate some crazy depopulation effort, but let alone, but we can't fix the potholes on the roads <laughs> in, in the fucking town in Florida I live in? I mean, it, it is kind of bizarre or bonkers to think of that to think like it makes no sense. It really doesn't make any sense. No, no. And it's a very expensive,
1: very, very expensive, very damaging. I don't, you know, the only, the only people that ended up better off are actually the rich people. Rich people got a lot richer last year. That's, that's for sure. So if you want to have conspiracies around this virus, I'll go ahead and and, and listen to the ones that say it was the rich people that did it because, because they actually had something to gain from it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, cool, man. Thanks again for doing this uh where can the people listening and watching uh find out about what you're doing and so you're, you're yeah and the, the like.
1: big one i have so i'm on instagram i'm jamie rogazinski although i use it for personal twitter it's wall street bets all one word and uh the website is w s b dap dot com.
0: awesome dude thanks
1: again a thanks a lot for having me this was fun